Uh, Steve M. Hi again, Steve M. How are you? Hi. This is for the tape, actually. It fills up. You know, I played different temples before as a comedian, so I'm, you know, I'm kind of used to this. And and I, my first gig was my bar mitzvah, which I'm sure I overate at. Uh, uh, so, uh, so Steve M., I've been in programs since September 28, 1985. Um, I, what got me to program? Uh, a lifetime of uh, binging uh, whenever I could. I was always a rail. I know that might piss off people in the room or listening, but I was I was skinny growing up. From you know, I came out probably skinny, and uh, you know that that's how it was with me. And uh, but I I ate every chance I got. Um, uh, my first memory of kind of like unabashed eating was uh, my family was at the table. And uh, my mom had these leftover mashed potatoes. And I remember just, I don't know what I was thinking. I was going to eat the pot eventually. Because I remember the spoon just scraping the pot, eating what, what, what I ate. And then I ran over. Nobody said, you can do that. And I would do that pretty often. And um, I don't want to dwell on the past. Hi. I don't want to dwell on the past. Uh, but I will say what I call I had a drastic mm, I had a drastic shortage of the emotional calories um, I uh, I went to my first therapy session I was maybe 21, 22 and I the therapist he had a million comedians that were his clients. He still does. He's had hundreds of comedians as his clients. Not just comedians, but at the end of the session, he hugged me. And uh, I broke down crying. Pretty sure I broke down crying because I didn't know what a hug was. So that was the emotional calories. Those were the calories I'm talking about. My parents came from the Depression and my dad lost his dad very young. And um, my mom, I'm not sure what the deal was, uh, but she did. It's funny. I love my aunts and uncles a lot more than my parents. Is It was easier and lighter. We were originally from Montreal. We'd go visit them, and sometimes they'd come down, and I'd see them in New York where I grew up. Uh, but, again, I knew there was saner life. Uh, outside of our, our family, uh, I my dad was a rageaholic, screaming maniac. He was Frank Costanza from Seinfeld, but not as many laughs. And uh, mom, uh, mom was the enforcer. You can figure out what that means. So my dad would break me down verbally, and my mom would break me down physically. And I had a miserable childhood. Um, it didn't change it only got worse Uh, sports and hanging out with my friends uh, were my escape Uh, and food and food Um, we uh, 
as soon as I had some money, you know, even before eating in restaurants with my friends, even Halloween was, you know, we lived in these apartment buildings in New York, and we sometimes, you know, on a Saturday we can hit two buildings. We were like robbers, you know, we'd have two bags of candy, and I'd plow through that candy. Um, My dad one time had... um, he found like it sounds like a, like a fairy tale for kids, but he he would come home from work, so working class working class guy, my dad, and he he found a candy machine, and he just put in it was a nickel back then for a candy bar, and he pulled it, and a, a candy bar came out, and then he somehow he pulled it again, and it was endless, you know, it was like uh, hitting the slots for a compulsive overeater, <laughs> you know, I mean that's what it was, and I I he brought this stack of Hershey bars home, and I I damp put major damage in there, and so I've had this my whole life, you know, uh, uh, you know my we my mom would make bake a cake or uh, she was a great cook, and her love was her food. Uh, we've never heard that before, right? Uh, but that was her way of showing love, and uh, and food food was. My, uh, it was my way of surviving, one of the ways I survived. Uh, at the end of the school year, when you'd clear out, there was a slot where you'd put in your books. Um, every year, I'd pull out endless wrappers from the crap I ate uh, in school as the year, school year went by. And uh, I think I learned how to uh, mathematics based on uh, I'd get scooter pies at lunch and a nickel was one scooter pie so I knew I had a dime that was two scooter pies a quarter was five scooter pies and and that's and that's how it was in school and uh, we never ate out we never ordered in I didn't know that was a good thing so I always thought that was a bad thing but it was, health, it was healthy, you know what I mean? But then it was sort of like a form of restricting. Because when I, you know, had the money and I started earning money, I was, you know, I was going out and ordering in. You know, it was like, it was like uh, you know, uh, unleashed, you know? I was unleashed when I had money. Uh, thank you. Standing up. Appreciate it. Uh, so... That's what it was like. Uh, first job was in a grocery store. First day there, I, I palmed a warm ginger ale. And uh, I downed it during my break. And sure enough, I was just downing boxes of yodels and uh, whatever else. Uh, and everything by Drake's and Hostess. You know, all the crap. Uh, and that and that was and so I gave you a good idea of what it was like for that from zero to let's say about twenty, um, and you know I was I was eating the worst stuff, and I I came from uh, like at twenty I was away at school and I had um, prostatitis which is inflammation of the prostate and. Thank you. Whatever that is. <laughs> Inflammation of the prostate. And I didn't know why I was having this, but it was horrendous. I was doing what's called uh, zits baths in the middle of the night. I'd be up all the time. 
I'd be pacing and in such pain. And after five years of medications and endless doctors, I finally went to this high-end mucky-muck urologist on uh, Fifth Avenue. And he said, you know what worked with one of my uh, patients? Um, he uh, quit caffeine. And I quit caffeine that day, stopped on a dime, a five-year problem. Bingo. So it was the first time I made a connection between I am what I eat. I am what I ingest. And I don't know, a few years after that, I went and got, it was popular at the time, a, a cytotoxic food test. And so it told me what I was allergic to. And... Um, I simply uh, had this list of what I was allergic to, and uh, I would do it. I had I, uh, 40-something pounds to lose and started losing weight. But uh, then I would... Uh, it was the first time I was ever on a diet or anything, on anything, where I had like, okay, this, this, and this hurts me and um, this is to be healthier and to lose weight um, and I just couldn't do it I couldn't do it I couldn't I was back and forth and up and down with eliminating this stuff so often eventually I I developed this disease aside from you know the signs I had it growing up uh, I had it uh, from trying to abide by this list from the doctor, what I was allergic to. Uh, and I moved to L.A. in 85, and uh, summer of 85, September 28th, 1985, I went to my first meeting. Now, uh, 85 to 99, I think I worked a pretty darn good program. Uh, I, uh, I had great sponsors. Uh, I think I gave some good service. Uh, had some sponsees. Uh, I traveled the country. I I hit meetings like all over the place, even in Europe. Uh, I was with a friend of mine in Italy, and actually he was an AA, and we actually went to an AA meeting. And this guy Herman from Germany, we call him Herman the German, and he uh, <laughs> he he translated for us at an AA meeting uh, in Germ in uh, in Italy, I think in in Florence. Uh, but I, yeah, I went to meetings in Paris, meetings in the endless cities in the United States while I was doing stand-up. I made a million friends. Uh, I, I got through the steps one or two or three times between 85 and 99. And I was so hard on myself with this, even if it was an abstinence. I couldn't be on anything. I couldn't feel like I'm on a diet, a food plan, a program, an abstinence, a list from a doctor. I have to, I have to be, like they say, wear it like a loose garment. Um, just about two years ago, I went through this giant uncluttering, and I went through all these photos from, let's say, 85 to 99, that period when I was in OA, first time around. Um, and I, uh, my weight didn't change much. It didn't change much. Uh, but uh, the weight between my ears was enormous. The heaviness. And uh, I, um, 
I simply uh, I lost my abstinence so often I was so obsessed about the food that you know it burnt me out on program even though I was working program I love the people here I came back two and a half years ago tomorrow will be two and a half years of abstinence and uh, but I have to love myself through a, what you call an indiscretion so to speak if uh, uh, I can't beat myself up if I have a if I go I'm not having french fries and I have some french fries I, I gotta love myself through it I don't believe there's a wagon I think something happened culturally uh, people go uh, there's a wagon I fell off the wagon you hear that all the time you read it all the time I think it's uh, it's it's, it's brought, I think, most of us here is we fell off something. And we did it so often. I think what I went through is emblematic of a lot of people and their history with food. I mean, you know, there's nuances uh, to issues with food. But the stopping and starting, and uh, I call it binge town. I fall off the wagon, then I walk over to binge town, and I binge till I gained enough weight back to feel I was going back on another wagon and that was the cycle that I cannot do anymore I have to love myself through it um, I think that's the you know it's the principle that is probably underlines is like 19 principles between all the steps and traditions it's the through line of program is learning how to love ourselves, develop a loving connection with a higher power, and love others. Um, the weight is greatly reduced between my ears the last two years. Uh, I've... Um, how am I doing? i got about ten. <laughs> I was just going to check. You have another four minutes. And then oh. Oh, four minutes. Okay, great. Nine minutes. Nine minutes. Oh, my God. Great. Uh, so uh, let me talk about the steps. Uh, I do the steps every morning. I do steps one, two, three, and seven. Uh, and I get on my knees. Uh, what a good Jew I am, right? Getting on my knees. Uh, by the way, I, read, I listened to a long time ago a great... Um, here we are in a temple, by the way. Um, I listened to a talk by a rabbi on food and spirituality and he said the mouth is the most spiritual place on the body because it's what we invite in and what we say. And I loved it. I still remember it and here we are in a temple and it made me, just made me think of that, the rabbi. Um, so, I get on my knees. Uh, basically, my abstinence is very simple. It's... I abstain from fatty and processed foods. Uh, I, I'm a hate, hate to use the word vegan, but I eat whole foods, plant-based. Uh, I so processed foods, you know, it, it ain't happening. Sugar, oil, salt. Yeah, I mentioned I had French fries last week. Gotta love myself through it. And my my belief is when it comes to my food is. Um, I shoot for 110%, I land at 98. I'm really unbelievably happy with that 2% loose. I don't keep any secrets. If I have an issue, I talk to my sponsor, I talk to other. There's, the community in here is amazing. 
I couldn't get better friends and more loving people. And uh, when I came back uh, two and a half years ago and seeing Peter and Jack, Adam, it's like the hugs. and like, how are you? I haven't seen you in a long time. It's just the greatest feeling. And I was so embraced. And, and Terrell and, you know, it was just... And Michael B., you know, it was like, uh, it's an amazing place we have here. Um, so, I have to live in a beautiful gray. That's how I have to do it for me. I can't feel like I fell off something. I will go on, like within a day, I'll go on like a little bit of a jag. You know what I mean? I'll have french fries. and like, oh, well, I had the Friday. I might as well have the popcorn at the movie. Which, and that doesn't, that has sugar. And, you know, but that, I mean, that's very rare for me. You know, that's like, you know, months and months between uh, partying that way. Then that's not partying, but <laughs> it's partaking. You know what I mean? Uh, partaking. Uh, and... Uh, so, uh, my food plan is very simple. It's, uh, it's, if fatty and processed foods are out for me, whole foods are in for me. Uh, you know, fruits and veggies. Uh, uh, by the way, yeah, sugar, oil, salt are all processed foods. They're not real foods. I mean, I'll have salt, because salt's and celery. Uh, but, you know, try, I try for, the best of my ability that's five um, it's like getting the light in the comedy club right uh, so I uh, I try and eat whole foods for the most most of the time I um, uh, exercise I have uh, well how cliche is this I'm, I've been a depressed comedian but uh, I work out Every day, try to work out in the morning. Uh, I shoot for an hour a day. Uh, I call it one, two, three. That one hour affects the next 23. That's how I do it. If I do it in the morning, it helps the residual effects help my day. Um, and I've got a great thing. I did it in the morning. I only got 25 minutes in this morning because the timing and uh, but I, I got a great workout and even 25 minutes on this thing called uh, it's Versa Climber. Anyway, um, so I'm very uh, fortunate with that. I have a support system that's not in program for my exercise. Uh, my friends, my friend Mark that I was in Europe with that we went to that AA meeting, uh, he and I were very close. He's a comic too. And, uh, and our friend Bernie in New York, Bernie the attorney. So... so we call each other the second we're finished working out. And it, it's a kick in the pants. It's like, I'm all done. You know what I mean? And then, oh, shoot, I better do mine. You know what I mean? And Bernie's three hours ahead. So uh, if he calls me in the morning, it's like, oh, Bernie's done. I better get my exercise in. Is, uh, you know, I'm, I know my personality is very laid back. Uh, but I'm the laziest person you can imagine and it's it's a great we've been doing this thing with the phone calls pretty much every day of the year it's one day at a time um, for like 10 years now the three of us it's it's been a steady supportive thing you can do that with somebody in program and uh, 
Um, I just found there's my sponsor, uh, my sponsor Tom, who I love dearly. Uh, he lives in Lincoln, Nebraska. His wife's been transferred for jobs numerous times, and uh, he uh, and I uh, eat very differently, uh, and that's fine. Um, I'm powerless over others. <laughs> Uh, uh, but uh, he said, hey, maybe you want to get somebody uh, who eats similar to you. And I, just in the last month or two months, I connected with somebody in program who eats 90-something percent, just like me. It's, it's a wonderful thing. So he's my food accountability sponsor, buddy, whatever you want to call it. But uh, not keeping secrets, being accountable. Uh, I didn't think I'd have the willingness that the last... Yet the last two days, this is new to me, but I took pictures of my food. This was my breakfast. This was my lunch. This was my dinner. And uh, the accountability is great. Uh, I wish there was, uh, even within the boundaries of OA, I wish there was a phone number uh, where, like, 1-800-2-DUMP-IT. You know what I mean? Where you call up and you go, oh man, I just, I want that cake, or I just had that cake, or I just had three slices of pizza, and uh, just to dump it, just to get it out. Because we, I think, I'm like that cliche, we're only as sick as our secrets, and uh, I think so often uh, I've had secrets, and I've eaten over those secrets, and it just snowballs, talking about falling off the wagon. Uh, uh, but when I'm honest, it, it makes for a much easier, more loving life. Um, I want to. Uh, I, I got about another couple of minutes. One minute. One minute. I do this every day. What it was like, what happened, what it's like now. What, it, what it's like now is I pray. With the prayer, I also meditate. And while I'm meditating, I do TM, I smile. And, and uh, this is maybe an outside thing, but Tony Robbins made a great point. When you smile, it's an immediate state change. It's your choice to smile, even if you're depressed. Smile, you feel better. I immediately feel better just smiling this second. So I, I, there I am for 20 minutes meditating, and I smile while I'm meditating, and it's a residual change. But in the morning, I, I read uh, just, just for today. That's it. Time's up. So I read this Just for Today card. I don't know if you have it over there, but I think it's phenomenal. It really affects my day. And um, thank you very much. This is the time for questions only. Um, There's no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting, including me and my phone number's on the the, uh, list. Uh, Also, please remember that the opinions of the leaders are my own and not those of Overs Anonymous as a whole. Uh, When asking questions, you need not identify yourself if being recorded. Please remember, if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. Uh, Okay, I'll I'll try and remember to restate the questions. Um, Here we go. Yes.
When I'm in these rooms, you feel safe, like, oh. for example, when you want something you're not supposed to eat or whatever, you are really tempted to eat it, but if you're in these rooms, you feel safe that you don't want it as much as you want it without eating Well, I think, well, well, let's say I had those french fries the other, the other day. Um, you're, you, well, the idea is. The fact that I'm in these rooms and I'm working the program, uh, the residual, let's say, collateral damage. Uh, I heard this a long time ago at a meeting. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody lost uh, 80 pounds. You know, they lost 80 pounds. And they said, well, if I was in program, I, I might have been 80 pounds more instead of 80 pounds less. You know, so safety is, you know, how much I work the program is, I think, on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment basis, the more I uh, uh, surrender to a higher power, the more I avail myself to this great community, uh, work the steps, the tools, uh, the less, the more conscious I am, the more higher power conscious I am. I hope that answers your question. The easier it is. Uh, yeah. I know that might be an outside issue. I don't know. Uh, comedy and sarcasm. Uh, it, well, it, comedy would be the the headline, and sarcasm would be a sub headline. Uh, I uh, yeah. Um, how did you find out about the program to begin with and then what happened a couple of years ago that got me back in? Um, great question. What, how did I hear about it originally and what got me back in? Uh, I never left the 12 steps. Um, so I was in other programs too in those years and working the steps uh, to the best of my ability. Uh, this would be my original drug of choice, food. Um, although I quit drinking and getting stoned a year ago and I was getting stoned maybe once a year and I would drink maybe once a month but I didn't want to use anything as a gateway to using food so how to hear about it originally my friend who uh, my close buddy who's in AA and he was sober for a couple of years and he knew people that were also in OA and this uh, comedian uh, he knew I was having issues I shared with him and he observed it in me anyway and he said, well, so-and-so, Claudia, is, goes to this OA. Uh, and that was it. That's how I got to my first meeting. And what got me back to OA uh, two and a half years ago were uh, uh, unfulfilled promises to myself. It was like cliche. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll lose weight after this wedding. I'll lose weight after this gig. I'll lose weight after this trip. I'll, you know, I was just endless and I got up to 220, which to me is a lot. You know, it doesn't look like a lot. I've always looked thin, even when I was heavier to people, is I'm 6'4", and that helps. Um, 
You know, my friend gave me a great joke. I got my high, my parents, mom's 3-2, dad's 3-2. So, uh, but I always hid my weight well. You know, even when I was gaining weight, people go, oh, you're losing weight. No, I was, I, you know, you know yourself, but uh, there was a lot of unfulfilled promises. Uh, you know, uh, my feeling is um, simply that all these special occasions, and I have endless gigs that I've gone to with endless food where people go, oh, have whatever you want. Or, you know, cor- I do corporate events and private parties and have whatever you want. There's endless free food coming at me all the time. And, uh, and then, then there's all these trips and all these places and all these towns. Oh, I'm in Chicago. I've got to have this. I'm in New York. I've got to have that. Uh, and then there's birthday parties and everything else you go to and eating out. You know, those are all special occasions. Uh, my life is the special occasion. I only got one special occasion, one day at a time, and that's my life. And that's, I hope I answered your question. Um, how did your concept of higher power, did you always have a concept of higher power, and has it changed since you've come to program? Well, it's funny that I'm in a temple. My concept of my higher power has really changed over the years. I, I, I thought God, you know, speaking in, in a temple here, uh, I thought of God as this, this ogre gray being in a robe, a cliche thing that a lot of people kind of resonate to. And then you realize, you know, God's a different. Um, I got into science of mind, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago, whatever, for a number of years. And, and it's about God is inside and it. It makes it a lot easier. I feel like God is this. I mentioned the 19 principles of the program, and I believe God is love, God is action, God is this higher internal compass, uh, our highest being, our highest choices, uh, the best of humanity. Uh, I, I don't. I think over the years I took the boogie boo out of God and trying to figure it out and what's my higher power it's, it's everything I just mentioned it's, um, it's it's the best of humanity and if I just think God what do I do next and then I you know I've got this God Wikipedia inside of me this higher Wikipedia inside I have a very good concept I don't think God is this puppeteer that punishes or does this or that um and uh, making other things my higher power is not great either. That's what I've learned over the years, too. Processed food is uh, basically a manipulation by corporations. That's not my higher power. So I can clean that off the slate to the best of my ability, 98% of the time. Uh, so my higher power is simple. It ties in, I think, with how I eat. It's love. It's... it's uh, it's quality. It's the highest quality I can strive for. And I could assess on a daily basis. Hope that answers you. Uh, describe the uh, event that would uh, precipitate you say that you lost your absence. When you've got an absence of pain. Oh. A little resistance to uh, people saying you've gone off the wagon and stuff. Yeah. You said you give yourself. But you're a little bit sure you have somewhat... Absent, uh, description. What would uh, happen? To, when would you say that I lost my absence? 
I'd have to uh, eat fried lard for a week to to lose my abstinence. Uh, I, 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 I wouldn't. It's, it's like there's nothing. There's, uh, there's nothing. I would, I would consider starting over after, after a week of doing that. But uh, yeah, uh, um, there's a, uh, there's a minor league club. A friend of mine writes for MajorLeagueBaseball.com. Uh, he's an editor for it, and uh, he looks over a million articles, and uh, this is his busy season. And uh, he, we had uh, lunch the other week, and he, he said, "There's, uh, we were talking about food, of course." Um, and uh, he said, uh, "The the Erie something or others, uh, they have um, coconut. I mean, uh, candy." Uh, What's it called? Cotton candy. Instead of a bun over a hot dog, it's wrapped in cotton candy. You know? I, I'd have to eat that like 20 times in a row. And I go, well... But the truth is, uh, all the stuff that we eat that's doused with sugar, oil, and salt, uh, is uh, it makes you want more and more of it. Now... Compounding that with telling yourself you fell off a wagon, it just snowballs. Oh my God, look what I did. And now I lost my abstinence or food plan or whatever you want to call it. Whatever is inside. We, I think we are the ones that trigger it just as much. So how would I lose my abstinence? I'd have to tell myself I lost my abstinence. Okay? Yeah, that's the trigger. We're half... We're half the problem. And our mind isn't clear because we have a whole life of thinking we fell off something. Right? So we're used to saying, well, I fell off this. Oh, look at me. I might as well start over. And this is where the diet industry loves you. Because they go, well, you're, since you're starting over, eat all this crap, like I said before, till you gain enough weight, till you're beat up again, till you're coming back to program. And you go, and thank God for program. And thank God for no secrets. Okay, anybody else? Yeah. He traveled a lot and went to meetings outside Los Angeles. Any interesting customs or traditions that are practiced? Well, yeah, we, uh, here's a custom and a tradition that is at other meetings, mainly everywhere. Uh, there's none of this. Uh, there's none of that. But uh, the customer tradition that is practiced everywhere is uh, calling strangers up on the phone and they're not strangers because uh, I'm in Reno and somebody drives 20 minutes to pick me up to take me a meeting on a Saturday morning and you can't get a better get better representation of somebody being a service to me and yeah that's it five that's five great so there you go Mike can you talk a little bit especially given the fact that you have quote unquote fallen off the wagon a few times whole idea of time you know and counting time and I have this many years and this kind of thing well what's your, what, what's your thing? well the truth is when somebody says I have about 40 years it's and he would say it too it's one day at a time it's one choice at a time uh, we're the product of our choices what our health is right now is a product of our choices our re- recent choices even our cells change 
uh, over the years. We're like a different pe- person, I think, after every seven years, maybe, our trillion of cells changes, and, you know, we have a say in our health. It, you know, we've got to. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'll have my uh, later breakfast later. I'll be a, a product of that. I'll be, it's today. It's right now. It's, do I feel good? Am I thinking pretty clearly? Uh, that's a product of my recent choices. Uh, do I'm, I'm coming from a good place? I want people, uh, newcomers and old timers, to maybe get something out of what I'm saying. My my intentions are good. Those are product of my choices. So it's like today. What am I doing today? That's it. That's I can't. I can't. It is today, but it adds up. You know, uh, I'm qualifying for the newcomer uh, uh, when I say I have two and a half years tomorrow. You know, it's like. I just have, I have today. I have to take care of today. Today's a special occasion. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest fat that you've lost in two years? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the biggest fat between, I lost between my ears? Uh, loving myself, trying to get out of myself, being of service to others. Uh, not harping on the, on the past. Uh, I used to be stuck on the past. That's awful childhood I had, which wasn't great. Uh, uh, working the steps, uh, making amends. Um, you know, that's that's the biggest weight between the ears. Uh, I'd say I was just letting letting go of the crap between my ears. Loving, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, thanks for your share in particular for sharing about your concept of a higher power, um, which I can really relate to. And I'm just wondering, given that you don't have the dude in the sky with the guy on your back and loves you, loves you once what's best for you, you know, it's, it's more of an internal, how, how do you deal with anxiety, struggling to accept things that aren't to your liking? Like, how, does, how, does, how do you work your higher power? Um, on a daily basis, yeah. <laughs> I work my power, uh, higher power, on a daily basis, and uh, being powerless over others. You're talking about? Yeah, in circumstances beyond control. Yeah, well, by on a daily basis, I I remind myself, I'm, and it's it's within the within my conscious hours, I remind myself that I'm powerless over people, places, things, the past, uh, now, try and stay in now. I'm in a relationship. I, it's a constant reminder that I'm powerless over others. Uh, and uh, try and come from the principles. Um, just try and come from the principles of the program. Yeah. Any, yeah. How did you leave it with your parents? How did I leave it with my parents? I, uh, I wish I had more with them. Um, I, they passed 30 years ago, both of them. Um, I... Uh, my father, I, I feel compassion with for both of them. Um, my father, uh, I told you about his background, and uh, he uh, he didn't have the tools, the steps, the tools, the program or therapy, which I had a lot of therapy. Uh, so I have compassion for him. Uh, sadly, disease is what bonded us together too, and taking care of him. He had a bad stroke. When he was in his early 60s, it's where I'm at right now. And I, I'm trying to avoid what my parents went through. My mother died of cancer. My dad had four heart attacks. And 
and that originally the stroke. So I will, I will say this. So I learned how to love them, but sadly I bonded through taking care of them a bit. Uh, I went to the cardiologist with my dad. After he was inoperable back then in the 80s. Now I think everything's operable. Um, and uh, I, 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 I sat my... We're done. Okay, time's up. I sat my parents down after that meeting with the cardiologist. Uh, and... Uh, and he didn't tell my dad anything about how to eat or whatever. I'd take care of My dad had like 30, 40 pounds to lose. Inoperable. Taking three nitroglycerin tablets a day for angina attacks. And uh, I, I didn't do it. I wasn't right for doing it how I did it. I said, Mom, don't bake that stuff and don't fry that stuff. And Dad, don't eat that. And blah, 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 blah. So months later, my dad lost 30, 40 pounds. Months later, I'm on the phone with him. Um... And I go, how are you doing on the pills, the nitroglycerin pills? And he goes, well, I had three. I go, uh, three today? He goes, no, three this year. So don't tell me what you eat doesn't make a difference to your health. So uh, anyway, I hope uh, that's not an outside issue, but I hope that answers your question. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks for asking me. Yeah. Anyway.